boobs. Welcome to the Drunken Fan Podcast, your home for DFW sports. Uh, wrong opinions. So if you want to know what not to think, listen to us, and that's what not to think. Um, I am one of your hosts, Mal. I am the other host, Cameron. The other, yeah. Yep. Co-host uh, with the co-most. Yes, sir. Blake, do my Blake co-most. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I just got that uh, watching the Houston Rockets guys against the Mavs this week just made me all dad up. We'll get there. Governor Andrew Cuomos. Uh-huh. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. Woo. Off with a bang here. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, if before we get started, if you like what we're doing, I want to remind you to please like and subscribe on your preferred, pla- pa- preferred podcast platform. Yeah, let's not uh, screw this one up because if it gets worse on the second go around, we're really going to be fired. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Fired from our own podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> so if you like what we're doing, go ahead and give us a like, a thumbs up, a subscribe, a five star rating, a one star rating, any kind of comment, whatever. Doesn't really matter. It all helps us in the algorithm on your uh, preferred podcast platform. Or you can follow us on Twitter at the Drunken Fan and the number one. Or if you have any emails, any questions and you want to email us directly we have an email address set up for that it is drunkenquestions at gmail.com uh i would at this point would like to thank our first sponsor but we haven't gotten one yet so come on sponsors we'll get there we'll get there uh but this might help us get a sponsorship probably won't but it might our furthest away listener. Do you have any guesses? No, I have no idea. It could be literally anywhere in the world. Uh, Toronto. Close. Stuttgart, Germany. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Look at you. Germany. Baby, come back. Thank you. Anyway, a fun fact about Stuttgart, Germany is... Is that how it's pronounced? I have no clue. All right. I have no clue. We apologize, Germany, if it's, if it's pronounced incorrectly. Stuttgart. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, fun fact. Uh, fun fact. Uh, I'm reading on the fun facts about Stuttgart, Germany. And it says visitors to the city may notice an unusually high number of people sweeping the pavements. This is because the residents of Stuttgart uphold a quirky Swabian tradition known as Kervoce, which directly translates to sweep week. Uh, it's a rotating plan in which different or a different resident of a rented property is responsible each week for the upkeep of the upkeep of the public areas. So they consider cleaning the public space in front of like their their office or their shop or whatever uh, a public duty. They don't hire street sweepers like they get out there and do it. Could you imagine if they tried to do that here? No. Like, no one would ever volunteer to do it. It wouldn't work. So, Stuttgart, Germany. Come show us your ways. Or we might come to you, fuck. Yeah. Look at you, bud. Look at you, bud. So. I mean, yeah. Uh, Where's where's Dirk from in Germany? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm going to Google this real quick. Start talking. 
well, thanks for putting me on the spot here. Well, first of all, <laughs> while you look that up, we can go ahead and talk about like one little bit of information that, first of all, I was surprised by, and then later on I realized, oh, it's the College Football Hall of Fame. But uh, congratulations to Tony Romo for making the call. I and I, whenever I heard that it was the Hall of Fame, I was surprised, but not in a bad way, because I think Romo deserves to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I don't. I, and I know that that's he's not eligible for it yet. Oh no, no, I know that's. But see, that's one reason why I was surprised by it at first. But college football, which I mean, that was a surprise in and of itself, because no one really saw Romo as like this big elite call until you look up his numbers. Yeah, I mean, he did he did great in college, but. Like when he got the when he took over the uh, the starting job after like three or four years of being the backup in Dallas, so, was it that? Yeah, it really so he was went undrafted. Yeah, signed with Dallas and rode the bench for a while before he got his shot, and he made the most of it. But mm-hmm. but when he came in and started playing well, people were like, "Look at this unknown, undrafted free agent from you know Eastern Illinois." Like what? And but apparently, because I was watching the game. Uh, the the Saints game, Saints and Bears, and uh, Tony Romo was calling it, and they put up a put up a comparison. There are three NFL quarterbacks. I saw that Dan Marino was one. I can't remember who the other one was. What are you talking about? That that went to Eastern Illinois. No, I don't know about Dan Marino. Oh, it, was, I, it, it said Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, Tony Romo. And then Sean Payton were the top three, like as far as, uh, I don't know if Sean Payton actually played in the NFL, but quarterbacks, people who played quarterback at Eastern Illinois who have ties to the NFL. Oh, okay. Maybe, I'm, yeah. I, then I must have I must have. And they're, uh, they're all like number said. one, two, and three in the record books. It's crazy. For like, at like for Eastern for Illinois? For Eastern Illinois, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, all right. For like pass yards, touchdowns. And, yeah, no, Dan yeah. Marino went to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it said something. They they showed they showed some kind of graphic that compared him to something about Dan Marino, and I wasn't watching the game. I was at work, so I was just kind of like a flyby. But I was just, I just went Dan Marino, Eastern Illinois. No, yours makes more sense. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, congratulations. congratulations yes, congratulations, Tony Romo. I Hope. know you. I know you uh, are a longtime listener of our short time podcast, but you know, we. Uh, well, I for one, didn't particularly enjoy all of your time at Dallas, but whatever. <laughs> well, we'll see, because I think that <laughs> hopefully... I, th- I think that was more of a more of me being a spoiled fan. Like, I grew up with Troy Aikman and, and how good... I didn't realize how good that team around him made him look. So I'm looking at Tony Romo going, come on, do it. Well, and see, if anyone needs more proof that Tony Romo really is just this football expert, just... Listen to him call games on CBS. Like it's, it's insane. Just, it's it's insane. the it's the craziest stuff where he's just sitting there, just like, well, here's the, what the defense is showing, and I guarantee you they'll go this way, and so the quarterback's gonna read it and go back the other way, and it happens. Like he calls it as it's fucking like right before it happens, and then it just plays out exactly as he assumed it would, and it's yeah. just crazy how much he knows about football. How and, long? How long do you think it is before so he's getting uh, calls to be an offensive coordinator? Uh, what the hell? <laughs> My club soda just bubbled in my throat. <laughs> you heard him. He said, blame me. Those were his last words. What? Not if you don't include the gurgling sound oh, yeah. from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What the hell was that? We were both sitting here going, 
is that you? Like, I think you were like, is that me? Oh, man. Anyway. What was the last thing you said? <laughs> How long until you think he gets a call to be an offensive coordinator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I mean, I, I don't see him leaving the broadcast booth. I really, I really don't because I like he's just taken to it so well. And people, I remember whenever he was paired with Jim Nance, and people were sitting there saying that uh, Jim Nance, Jim Nance is going to be the one that kind of takes Tony Romo under his wings and stuff like that. But in reality, I think Tony Romo has just kind of set himself apart, and Jim Nance tries to play catch up with Tony Romo. Like Jim Nance is there to like say like weird dad jokes, and Tony Romo just kind of just goes, "All thanks, right, Jim. let's yeah, thanks Jim, let's get back to football." <laughs> <laughs> do your Chris Tucker that's your best one <laughs> yeah oh by the way yeah yes Dirk, so Dirk is from Versburg how far is that from oh I don't know yeah oh, okay I didn't know if you looked know. all it's, that up too it's so. uh, I mean it's probably some kilometers away yeah yeah, yeah. we so can't do miles you, even if you told like even if I googled it I, I wouldn't I still wouldn't know I wouldn't have any frame of reference nope 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 they'd be like a thousand kilometers I'd be like yeah but isn't that like 100 yards or some shit. Well, it's always so funny is I think that somehow, some way, because it was the same thing whenever the Stars were doing their big runs. We got a lot of listeners in Finland. And then whenever the, uh, now that the Mavs are starting to get going and we, we're talking more about them, I bet you we'll see our Germanies and our Slavic listeners start to kind of jump up because a lot of people. Yugoslavia. <laughs> You're Joe Pesci. Here's a nickel. Say Yugoslavia. <laughs> oh funny stuff anyway so. uh sorry yeah I, I mean it might it might be i don't know how the how the algorithms work but, i don't either but but it's yeah. nice to get some it's nice to get some fresh blood up in here so germany thank you so much stick around with us yes sir did we or, still or get... ma'am yes yes person yes individual <laughs> did you uh did we still get ashburn this week yes we did dude ashburn Still, we love I, you, I, I was, Ashburn. You gotta let us know who you are. At this point, I think that every time they hear this, they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, I know, right?" And see, if they do, those are the kind of people I want listening to this podcast. Like people that are like, just like, "Now, see, I was gonna let them know, but yeah, now they want to know so badly, I'm gonna yeah, fuck with exactly, them." Exactly, exactly. The kind of person that was, it was probably like, "Oh, right, that email. I was gonna send it," and they were like, "Ashburn, please," and they're like. <laughs> Nope. Nah. <laughs> they they need. They're like, I really want them to beg. I want them to grovel for it, and then we're uh, not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> so, still, have we lost Nashville? We still haven't gotten Nashville I, back. N- I, no, Nashville listened. Okay. Oh, they do. Okay, Last good. Week. Well, Nashville, yeah. we still we still love you too. So, all of our consistent listeners, Jr. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Hey, buddy. All right, that's it. It's yeah, that's it's it's about it. Yeah, that's that's about it, man. We really went off the rails there. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. You want to get into the sports stuff this week? I thought we already had. Yeah, that's started. it. That's the only sports news this that's week. The, that's well, it. Just we've Tony already Romo. Done the Cowboys. Yep, that's it. That's we've it. Already done the Cowboys. Well, at least someone's getting recognized for something. Yeah. For the Cowboys. I and he, technically he's not even getting recognized I'm for sure, the Cowboys. Not. I'm sure. I'm sure, not there, yet. I'm sure there are other Dallas Cowboys that get recognized in dallas you know what i mean like mm-hmm. like you're at i don't know five guys or whataburger and you're like isn't, uh, that, isn't that randy grevery i miss whataburger so much i don't know why i said randy grevery <laughs> so you want to go on to the rangers i guess yeah let's okay go. let's do it <laughs> so 
the only Rangers news we have is Sagano is decided. And see, I don't think this was any surprise to us. Like, no. I, I would have been super surprised if this guy wanted to sign with the Rangers. But uh, yeah, yeah, Sagano has decided to not sign with anyone and is returning to Japan. Which, yeah, yeah. kind of seems like a wasted trip. Like, why would you come to the states if you were even thinking about? staying in japan that just seems like an unnecessary trip to me i mean put the uh put the shoe on the other foot though like if you if you could be if you had a chance to play basketball in japan would you not at least want to take the trip out there and go you know do i want to come here yeah i know i, I mean but see free, i'm to, free like, trip we'll see know? but right now hey little free nail <laughs> score <laughs> i'm just saying right now yeah. Like with everything going on right oh, now, yeah, it just yeah, seems yeah. like that that's like yeah. a wasted trip. Like how is that essential travel? Like I get I get why he would want to make that trip. It just seems like that gotcha. it just Yeah. With everything that's going on. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Like maybe maybe he wasn't thinking about going back to Japan oh. and then whenever a, he got here. Oh, what a week to Oh, yeah, what a weird week. He was like, "This happens here still?" Oh, man. I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> And here's here's me running behind the plane. Take me with you. Don't leave me behind. I want to go to Japan. <laughs> I can learn the language. I can try. I can. I do something. Anything. <laughs> Get me out of here. So, our first review just came in. It's I don't like these guys. Yeah, they're these guys are American. <laughs> yeah, we're un-Americans. Your thing, bud. All right, so that's that's it for Rangers. Oh, we just lost Nashville. We just lost thing. Nashville. It's Bye, all right. Nashville. Bye, Nashville. Ashburn, we still love you. Adios. I think our uh, our our listeners outside the, the outside of America just went up though. The German guys are like, dude, we, you got to listen to these Americans. It's Americans talking trash about America. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. So you want to now after we just derailed there like crazy. <laughs> this yeah, shows that's... that, you know, we have nothing to talk about right now. <laughs> this is this is how real conversations with me and Cameron. Typically yeah, go. this is this is how it really goes. And uh, <laughs> we can't stay. Uh, we can't stay on topic. So no, we can't. All we're right. Both, we're both ADHD. So that's cool. You want to go on to the stars? Yeah, let's that's, go on to something. That's, that's, yeah, that's really going to be it. And I mean, and it. this is just more bad news, you know? Like, because it just... First of all, congratulations to the Coglianos. They just welcomed a baby into the world, so good on them. Congratulations. Congratulations to the baby for missing 2020. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a good look. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that's solid. <laughs> good on, good on that little baby. So, congratulations to the Coglianos, but... Uh, the big news of the week is that six stars players and two personnel, like uh, two equipment people, I guess, they've uh, they've tested positive for COVID. So now the stars have to shut down their training camp. They have to shut down their uh, they have to lock their training facility while the NHL does uh, all the precautionary Contact stuff. That they, yep, and stuff. they have to do all that. And now the stars they cannot start their season before January nineteenth now. So instead of the season getting going in three days, now we have to wait at at the very least another week for Dallas Stars hockey. But I know that it wasn't just the stars either. I saw that uh, the Canucks had to shut down their training facility too. So those knuckleheads. They they uh, nice. They <laughs> all this stuff is really starting to make me worried that the NHL's not going to finish their season this year because the Canadian government was already 
putting up a lot of red flags whenever it came to trying to get the Canadian North division going and everything kind of started to fall into place and Canada was sitting there going like, yeah, okay, like you're good to pursue and we're going to allow this travel as long as it's not going like between countries, then it's good. Now everyone's starting to kind of get the COVID bug and I, it's it's just making me nervous that Canada is eventually just going to step in and be like, I know we said it was okay before, but this is before all the resurgence and whatnot. And so I'm hoping that that's not the I, case because right now things are still going on as like going on as planned, with the exception yeah. for the stars. Yeah, but. I, I I I think that it's probably if if this was the middle of the season, I think that that would be a more of a concern for me. But given that it's the beginning of the season, you look at Every like, the only reason they didn't have COVID scares in the bubble is because they uh, they had already be like, but they had already quarantined before they came into the bubble. You know what I mean? It was the same thing with the NBA. But if you look at like baseball, they, baseball had a bunch of COVID scares at the very beginning of coming back, you know, and doing their season. But it kind of tapered out towards the end. People started getting the hang of. Of, of everything and started taking it more seriously. Same thing with the NBA. Yeah, but this is all American-based teams and stuff like that. Like, every because like, Canada, well, they, like, Toronto, the Raptors have to play here. Uh, and so it's if it's America, like, that doesn't concern me. The thing that concerns me is that the that a, a good chunk of it is in Canada. And if I you know, don't have I those know. Canadian teams, there aren't going to be enough to fit all eight of them, seven or eight of those teams in Canada, down into the States to play. And so it, th that's just the thing that kind of makes me nervous is that Canada is just going to say, nope, we don't approve of this North Division. And if we don't have the North Division, then I, and rightfully so, that would be like playing without the AFC and the NFC West in the in football. Like it just would not be. It would, I, I, but I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying like, let's, I, if, if it was the beginning, if it was the middle of the season, then yes, I would, I would share your concern, but most most of these sports leagues that have uh, have had seasons in the middle of COVID, they've had these unless they had the bubble. And the only reason the bubble they didn't have any cases is because they were they were required to quarantine before coming into the bubble. So I think that this is it's going to be they'll watch it with a close eye. But I don't think that it's right now any any concern. Anybody's thinking like I don't know we're not gonna might not do it. I think I think it's probably more like okay, like we we saw this with baseball, we saw this with football, you know, we we've seen it with a couple of different sports, and as long as we can keep these being isolated events, then then we'll move forward. But I I don't if it was the middle of the season, I think it would be a much bigger deal, and probably more likely than not, it would be a situation where the Canadian government would step in and say, okay, our our teams are out. All right, well we'll see. I. Well, I mean, just once again, we've got to just let it play out and all that stuff. And here's hoping that you're right. I'm hoping that I'm not right. I just I just remember going into it thinking like, Canada, you're being a little bit too, a little bit too, like, precautious here. Like, let's, the NHL has, like, a good backtrack of not having the COVID breakouts and stuff. And they'll probably do. And now it's, like, starting to kind of happen a little bit before the season even gets going yeah. so yeah but uh, here's here's hoping that you're right because i really want this season to get going and i do too i, do I want too. it i want it to I, I just i'm just ready to at least have some kind of distraction yes uh, uh this is a stars related question what was what's the deal with the hudobin is he 
was he able to 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 come into the states or is he was he was in delay gonna gonna help him out as far as being able to get ready yeah i mean as far as i know he's in the states i just think that he's doing uh he's just he's just having to do his quarantining now but yeah it's just it it doesn't seem like that it was going to be as big of a deal it was just kind of like raising red flags same thing with pavelski like pavelski was ready to go uh shortly after he was listed as day-to-day but now no one's able to go and so but it looks like that this this delay will help Hudobin speed up the process but yeah he was in the states the last i heard and he was just quarantining but this was before everything and so now like nobody gotcha. gotcha nobody can give any kind of updates right now on anything but yeah it should be it should everyone should be good to go for hopefully the 19th as far as what I was reading, okay. so and I also heard that Stephen Johns might not be done for the year. Really? His yeah, his his. They were doing an interview with Jim Nill, and he was saying that his headaches are slowly progressing, and it seems like that Stephen Johns is getting more and more comfortable with progressing. As far as you mean, getting better? Yeah, like getting okay, better. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. The the headaches are regressing, and he is progressing gotcha. to getting okay. better. Yes. So here's hoping that he, because I know that we did the, or at least I said the whole thing last week where it was like, oh, Stephen Johns might be done for his career, but it, it's looking like that that might not be the case. So that'd be real nice. And here's hoping. So we'll see what, we'll see what happens, but it's just looking like it'll be, I think that if Stephen Johns co- does come back, I think that it'll be Sekra and Stephen Johns on that third pairing. And that's still, I think that that's solid because that ended up, that ended up working out for a little bit whenever Steven Johns did come back. So that, I think that that'd be a good solid pairing as well. Just, but it's, it, that's neither here nor there. Let's just get the fucking season going first. So, yeah, yeah. But it is, there are a lot of, like everything else in the NHL is proceeding forward as normal, you know? So opening night is still this Wednesday on the 13th. So that'll be exciting. So, I've got just like what I did with the or do you have anything else to add? I do not. <laughs> okay. But but I do want to have more to contribute to this conversation than I did with the the basketball. So go ahead. So I I I've made my list. Oh, go ahead. Real quick, it just broke right now. The Dallas Cowboys have added Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator. Oh yeah, that's right. We completely forgot yeah, to I completely mention. Forgot about that. Yeah, that. Uh, what's his name? Dan Quinn. No, 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 no. Who's the other guy? Mike Nolan. Yeah, yeah, oh, Mike, sorry. yeah, yeah Mike. Mike Nolan that, yeah, we completely forgot to mention that Mike Nolan got fired, and that's interesting. Dan Quinn. Whoa, that's a good pickup. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah. You're talking about a, a head coach who took a team to a super bowl uh lost but uh, <laughs> yeah but i mean that's a hell of a lot better than became a meme yeah but you know hey that's better than that's i think that that's better than mike nolan yeah so yeah so there we go well uh well there you go breaking news here that's big breaking news too so you heard it here probably second or yeah third. probably like later by the on, time this gonna... but by the time this uh it goes out you're gonna be like oh yeah i knew I know about yeah, that. Yeah, we already knew about that. You're, so, you're we'll, going to hear the Cowboys segment, and you're going to, why are they not talking about Dan Quinn? <laughs> <laughs> so this is why. Oh, and we completely forgot to mention it. But anyway, Mike Nolan getting fired, that was... that was, I, I was actually really surprised by that, just because I didn't think... I think that... I, I thought that everyone had kind of deserved a little bit of a free pass there, but... I was surprised by it, because I thought it had happened already. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, he's still he's still employed? 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. And it was his first season, too. So I just didn't see. I mean, it, like, whenever it happened, I was like, yeah, I mean, that's to be like, that doesn't surprise me. But I just, I was just going to assume that everyone was going to be able to run it back. Kind of, yeah, wash their hands clean of this season and move forward. They must have known that Dan Quinn was going to take the job. Like, they, they wouldn't fire. I don't think that they would fire Mike Nolan if they didn't have anything possibly brewing on the horizon. So, yeah, well. We'll dive know, maybe we can we oh yeah, yeah but we can dive later on into that next next week just because yeah we've already passed the cowboy segment so yeah but uh, with the stars the the hockey movies just like what I did with basketball I've got a list of hockey movies that I really like and going from going from five all the way to one my number five movie is Mystery Alaska. I love that movie. I think that Mystery Alaska is going to be one of those movies that one day will be remade because there are certain aspects of that movie that I think could be done better. Yeah. Like there, like there, there there was one moment where uh, one of the husbands finds uh, like a medallion or like a necklace underneath his wife's, his and his wife's bed. And his wife was having an affair with one of the players. And so he like bends down and like picks up this medallion and just looks at his wife and he goes, Skank Martin has been in this bed. And it doesn't really explain it. Like how like obviously it got there because the wife and the guy, but it didn't explain that that was like his necklace or something. It just kind of so I just think that there are certain things about that movie that could be made better. But I do love the thought of a small town that revolves completely around one thing, this weekly hockey game that they do, and there's no boards, it's pond hockey. Then they get the New York Rangers to agree to come down, or come up, I should say, because they're in Mystery Alaska. But uh, they get the New York Rangers to come up and play them, and it was supposed to entirely be pond hockey, but then they put up boards and all this stuff. And it's, but it's funny how, like, a lot of really funny things, like it starts off with uh, Russell Crowe's kid, saying the word fuck and russell crowe goes like how'd you learn that and his older son goes he's been in the dressing room dad so it's just it's it's got like a lot of good little funny jabs and stuff like that but it's also like really heartfelt and it's it's uh so i i just think it's one of those very underrated russell crowe movies that uh that really does a good job of highlighting like how important hockey can be especially in an american town i know it's alaska but still so for me Given that I've only seen about six hockey movies. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I got to go with Mighty Ducks 2. Okay. I feel like this doesn't really need a whole lot of explaining. It's Mighty Ducks 2. It's knuckle puck time. Okay. See, and that's... It's a- our, it's, it deserves the five spot if for no other reason than it was most people's introduction to Kel Thompson. See, Keenan Thompson. Thompson. Keenan Thompson, yes. And see... That's funny that you say that because my number four movie is D two. Really, there my, we go. that's my number four, <laughs> and and I'm gonna leave D one off of this list. I think that the Mighty Ducks original movie is it's very much a staple of my childhood as well. But, but if it's you want, not as good as you remember, it, not even not even that. But you've got to think about what are all the iconic moments that came out of the Mighty Ducks franchise. You know, the Bash Bros. We didn't get introduced to the Bash Brothers until D two. Still. But quack, in quack quack, I know, quack. I know. But see, but also triple D Charlie. See, it was <laughs> see that and see, and it's just so funny because in D one, like you're watching it going, like no one's gonna take Pee Wee hockey. This I know that, it's Minnesota, but true, it was true. But, but like Gordon Bombay, he makes a mistake in Pee Wee hockey, and it follows him his whole hockey career. <laughs> 
get out of town, man. Like, I know that it's... Listen, I love this movie. I'm not trying to discredit it because it made sense whenever we were all kids. Yeah, I just want to point out that when I was a kid, I didn't think anything about his mom yelling, Triple Deke! But she's literally telling the goalie, oh, he's going to deke three times. Don't fall for it. (laughs) Dude. And it's just... So I love it. It's just... But D2, that you have the knuckle puck, like you said, is very iconic. Um... And it also reveals those uh, like super awesome fucking jerseys that the Mighty Ducks wear that I think is more iconic than the green ones. I think that those teal and the white with the cross with the crossed uh, hockey sticks with the goalie mask that was a duck, like everything was created from that. I mean, if you can argue that that right there gave Anaheim the Mighty Ducks. Like it, like it just did because those were their first uniforms. Whenever they came, yeah. and they were owned by Disney, the, yeah, the Anaheim and they, Ducks. They even were, brought Paul Correa in. So it's uh, to the end, end of D two. He was in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yes, he was. Yes, so. he was. So it's. I mean, I think that D two is b- the best movie out of all of that series. So I think D two Mighty Ducks is one of those things, and it's always so funny whenever they're playing that. And and see, it's more believable. I think that people would take. American, not, not American, but like a worldwide yeah. kind of Olympic style of peewee hockey. A lot more. It's kind of like the World Juniors. Like yeah, if you yeah, wanted yeah. to, but but obviously for kids, not. What well, is the Junior Olympics? So. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, and so it's it's they do a good job of like making real world problems. Up, actually, upping the stakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making, making it, it making it really believable, and I just it's just awesome that they and I love the as corny as it is. I love the skating scene whenever they're playing the roller hockey with like the. The, the L.A. tough guys that teach them how to love hockey again, you know, how to play like you're like you're playing for just the love of the game mm-hmm. rather than playing for your sponsor and stuff like that. I just I, it's very corny, but I but I just love that because it's super fucking iconic whenever they teach like the the little the little Asian figure skater how to fight and uh, and all oh, that yeah, stuff. It's yeah. just it's just. I like it just makes you watch that and it you really revert back to being a child. And that's that's why I think that that movie is the best movie of that franchise just because everything that we know from the Mighty not everything but a lot that we know from the Mighty Duck series came from D2. Gotcha. So Well, see, I would say that number 4 for me is Mighty the first Mighty Duck. The first one? Yeah. And and in a lot of it I know I know I said it doesn't hold up, but a lot of it is because of how many uh iconic scenes like for for guys our age in america like hockey players you ask them what was what was not necessarily their first introduction to hockey but what was one of your favorite movies growing up it was probably my ducks yeah you know what i mean like just thinking about the fact that there there are people playing right now maybe even people on the ducks who grew up and they they remember when the mighty ducks movie came out and they fell in love with that, you know, the idea of that movie and what it represented. And then now they're playing for the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty. You know cool. what I mean? Like that's well, just that it's. So it's not necessarily the movie. It's everything. Everything surrounding the movie that that to me gives Mighty Ducks or the original Mighty Ducks that number one spot. Because let's be honest, a lawyer driving a limo out onto a frozen so pond iconic, dude. I love that. It's iconic, but it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's because he, because Charlie's mom comes up and she's going like, how dare you put my son? And he goes, I grew up on the ice. I know whenever it's okay to drive on it. But even still watching that scene 
You're makes like, me go, like, oh, you know, yeah, I know. It just makes me see. But it is I, like that is probably the most iconic scene from, I would argue, from the entire Mighty Ducks franchise. Oh, yeah. Is Gordon Bombay driving out onto that ice and talking to the kids for the first time. Like, it's just so great. But it. it and I mean, I, like it makes me laugh every time whenever they quack at the principal, yeah. and they're all and and Gordon after he gets done quacking at his boss at Mr. Ducksworth, like so, like yeah, that's quack, that's quack, pretty quack, good, quack, Mr. Ducksworth. That's that's Mr. pretty Ducksworth. good storytelling, I think. Yes, yes, sir. Right away, Mr. Ducksworth, quack 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 quack, Mr. Ducksworth. He goes, Gordon, stop quacking. It quack 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 quack. <laughs> and so he goes to the school and he goes, "Can you help me find these kids?" And the principal's like, "They're in this room, all of them." All of them. And they're writing, I will not quack at the principal. I will not quack at the principal. It makes me laugh every time. So please don't think that just because I don't include D1 on this list does not mean I don't love that movie. I just I just put D2 just a little bit above it. And I put Mystery Alaska a little bit above that one too. So if you're kind of talking about like who just barely made who just barely missed the list, I'd probably say D1 is that first movie that so, uh, my number three movie, uh, I would probably say is Miracle. I love, I love that movie, and I know that it's, a, a lot of people have Miracle as probably the greatest hockey movie of all time, which is completely understandable. The Just like most sports movies, the acting is a little corny, but I still think Kurt Russell does a great job of playing Herb Brooks, and the for it being a Disney movie, they really did a good job of capturing what life was like back then and the the opening montage of like how the world kind of got to this point, especially shown whenever the Americans lost the basketball game in 1950 to the uh, uh, to Russia by that last minute layup like that was something that just did not happen americans just did not lose at basketball and it was it it set up like a good little transition into how the ussr just does not lose hockey games because all of those players that played on those teams it's such a shame that it took so long for russia to allow them to play in the pros because who knows where this game would be if all of those guys were allowed to really come and play in the nhl because they showed like time and time again that they were better as a team than the nhl all-stars and everything that kind of really went into making that hockey game more than just a hockey game People saw that and they were just like, we need to, like, Americans need to win this game. And it was, it was at Lake Placid and it, it and Al Michaels call, the Do You Believe in Miracles call is just super iconic. Uh, one of the most iconic hockey moments ever, probably the most, at least the American, like in American hockey, it's, it's one of those. It's just fun to look back on that and uh, really kind of see how the Americans got to that point. But I honestly believe that if if the Russians would not have pulled their goalie at the end of the first period, I think that the Russians win. I just do. Like it, I just think that the course of history would have just been completely different. I just think it was just a knee-jerk reaction by the Russians because this this team just did not deserve to be tied with them going into the going into the second intermission or into the first intermission and i just think that it was just a knee jerk reaction and it's fun to kind of look at that and say like watching uh kurt russell walk down the bench just being like hey he put the best goaltender in the world on the bench and that's because of you guys and it's just ah it's just good stuff i love it so 
for me, number three is not necessarily, it's, number three could be left off because it's not really hockey heavy. It's uh, The Cutting Edge. Okay. Have you seen it? Uh Uh-uh. It's about a hockey player who uh, is going into, uh, like, nationals, and uh, something happens, and he gets left off the team. And so he's he starts practicing, trying to get back, like skating, trying to get back onto the onto the nationals hockey team, and he starts practicing with this uh, figure skater, and they kind of develop a romance, whatever. But then he ends up being a really good figure skater, and they compete in the nationals in figure skating. Hmm. It's just a good movie. Yeah, there's no, not I, really, I never there's seen not really it. Any, any like it's just a good movie. But one of one of the things that just has always stuck out to me is. <laughs> Is uh, hockey skates don't have this thing on the front that uh, figure skates do. It's called a toe pick. Mm-hmm. And so when he's trying to learn how to skate with it, he keeps like eating shit, like <laughs> flat on his face, trying to, you know, like he's, he's trying to stop and he ends up going flat on his face and sliding across the ice. And the figure, cater, the figure skater's just skating around him going, toe pick. What, uh, what year did this movie come out? Uh, I think 95. Okay. Anyone so famous about- in it? No, not really. No, just okay. Yeah, it's just a good movie. Well, see, speaking of figure skates, um, my number two favorite hockey movie of all time is Goon. Yeah, and uh, that movie is just—it's such a shame that it's not on Netflix anymore. Like this, Goon Two is on Netflix, but not Goon One, and I just think it's such a shame that. I think if it wasn't for Netflix, that Goon would have probably just been nothing. And Goon wasn't a Netflix original, but I know. I think everyone that I know that has seen that movie discovered it because of Netflix. Yeah. And you want to talk about like sequels that are solid. I think Goon 2 did a good job of kind of putting it's 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 good. It's better than most comedy sequels. Like you watch comedy sequels and they base pretty much like their whole storyline on remember how the first how funny the first one was? Goon 2 does a good job of kind of making more of something that you've already seen. But it, but adding more layers to the story, I just think I just think that they do a good job of that. But uh, but Goon One is just super iconic. Whenever it comes to like wh- whenever it comes to everything that uh, like all the little one liners and stuff that come from it, you hear a lot of hockey players like to buzz like back and forth with each other. Like whenever the two like Scandinavian or the two Russian guys, I can't remember, always. Get- always give the goalie shit whenever yeah. he's like we have your mom right here and he's, <laughs> they start fucking his goalie mask he's like they're like oh man we double teeping belchie's mother <laughs> that pussy's so tight no way baby come out of there you adopted you know it's just so funny it's beach ball you can't even the joke is you can't even stop beach ball and then uh so it but sean william scott does a good job of kind of finding out his purpose in life and i think that that's what makes that movie so beautiful like it, they do a good job of like it's it's all like a lot of lighthearted comedy but in the end it's about this guy who doesn't have a purpose in life and he finally pursues his goal his family just gives his family just does not understand but his best friend uh is, is there for him the whole way through and it's it, it, like at, for something that's like it could be like slapstick kind of comedy it really does have a good solid storyline to it and yeah it's uh the, the my favorite line from that movie is whenever he's like two rules man don't touch my fucking percocets 
And do you have any fucking Percocets? Like, <laughs> let us sign his dick. Like, man, like, why? It's not gay. Like, man, I think you're kind of acting super gay. He's like, no, it's not gay unless you're brothers. Well, if you're brothers, it's gay with a side of something extra. Like, man, it's just so, so great. So great. So that's my number two is Goon. Yeah, but it's, it's my number two is Goon as well. So, I mean, there's not much I can add, except one of my <laughs> one of my favorites is when uh, how the movie starts is one, like one of my favorite scenes in any hockey movie ever. Uh, when when Jay Baruchel's talking shit to the guy who climbs, he climbs out of the penalty box and comes up at him, and Sean William Scott's just standing there. He goes, "Hey, that's my friend." No, and no, just, he's, he calls he he calls him the f word. Oh yeah, that's right. The that's derogatory right. term for gay people. He goes, "Hey, my brother's gay." That's right. That's right. And then he grabs him. He just starts beating the shit out of him, <laughs> and he cuts his face with his fist. And he goes, "Oh, look at that fucking face!" Period. Like. <laughs> <laughs> No, because it starts off with that's the right, that's it's, right. it starts off with the actor that plays uh, Boss Ray. I can't remember the actor's <laughs> name, but he he was in he's the main guy in Donovan. I just I can't remember his Liv Schreiber. Yes, yeah, he plays the like the antagonist. And right. oh man, that fight between Sean William Scott so and him good. at the very end, so and he good. knocks him down. And he goes, "Don't you?" He points at the ref and he goes, "Don't you fucking dare!" He's not done yet, and so he gets up and they keep oh. So fucking great, love it. <sighs> but uh, I kinda, but now it's but it starts it starts with uh, him that's like standing there and he goes, oh, look at that fucking face pussy that rookie gave you because he's got the cut on his head on his face. Like oh man, like it's just so. <laughs> it really is like the closest thing that you can find to Bull Durham. It really is. Like it, like they do it like because I'm such an expert at minor league hockey, you know. But like. Like from all the stories that you hear and the books that I've read, like that's really what minor league hockey is like because they're all going there watching the uh, Sean William Scott and uh, what's his what's the other guy's name Jay uh, Jay Baruchel yeah Jay Baruchel go to see the uh, go to see that minor league hockey and the goalies are like sitting in their crease <laughs> because everyone else is getting in a fight right. like that really is what minor league hockey is like dude yeah you remember man it's so great wasn't it. Like, didn't you and I go to a Fort Worth Brahmas game one time where the guy got kicked out? I don't remember who it was, but he got into any fights, and he got kicked out, and he was a uh, a player for the opposing side. And as he's skating off, he well, the listeners won't be able to see it, but he's like up on one skate and like doing the raise the roof, whatever, and everybody's booing him, and he's like loving it. Oh no, I, that wasn't me. The oh. I, I know that I went to a Brahmas game one time where because the Brahmas they have their penalty box is just an aisle where the fans are and everything. Yeah. And there was one time where they were like it was like the their the Odessa minor league team against yeah. the Fort Worth Brahmas. And one guy takes his beer as I'm walking past the penalty box, like, and there's no guards or nothing. Like they're just standing in the hallway and some guy takes his beer and pours it on one of the other opposing <laughs> hockey team player. And the dude starts swinging his stick at him. And he's like, I'm going to feed you your fucking teeth and stuff like that. And one guy looks up and he goes, who the fuck are you, man? Like one of the players looks up at the guy. He's like, who the fuck are you, man? And I just remember thinking, who the fuck are you? Like, you, like you probably had to call into your like you had to call into your warehouse shift at Walmart just to come play at this game. You know, like you're fucking nobody too. Don't be like sitting this, there dude, asking him that. This this is Fort Worth. Uh, the 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 minor league hockey team takes a back seat to the rodeo that happens every fucking weekend. <laughs> Calm down, Scooter. 
Oh man, see, so like I'm like go go to Fort Worth Brahmas games. That's the point of all this. And see Goon. If yes. you have not seen Goon, oh man, it is so funny. And there's a good little love story in it too. I think. Yeah, with Allison Pill. Yeah. Yes, yeah. very yeah. good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's dragging her coke nail across her C-section. She says that I should come see her play, and I was like, I can't because you're my cousin. But at the same time, it kind of turns me on. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that movie. So. All right. All right. I'm pretty sure we have the same number one. So you want to hit a drum roll? It's Slapshot. Yeah, Slapshot. Dude, Slapshot is the greatest <laughs> hockey movie ever, period, ever, it's, period. That's probably the closest hockey movie to Bull Durham. Dude, man. To that, be honest. Oh, dude, that movie is so great just because... Yeah, you're right. You're right, dude. Because the, you want to talk <laughs> about like every... You want to say like iconic. Like I know that I keep saying that throughout this whole this whole movie selection process thing, but like, that's what makes movies so great. Right. And just everything about it, you know, he's, I, I asked who owned the chiefs. What, what did, did he, he say? say? Owns, owns. <laughs> man. And it's dude. And, uh, 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 man, why am I gapping that every time? Like what's the, what's the main guy's name? Oh, I don't He remember. was in, he was in cool hand Luke. Um, I don't remember. Hang on. It's but it, he plays. Man, this is bad. And, and see, I know I'm gonna. Paul be, Newman. Thank you. Paul Newman plays Reggie Dunlap, and yeah, he has a he has a salad dressing. And uh, it's the what Newman's own. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's right Newman Newman. Anyway, go ahead. Paul Newman plays uh, plays Reggie Dunlap, who's this who's the. Uh, the player coach for the uh, the Charlestown Chiefs who are trying to avoid going under because the steel mill in the town is closing and so everyone's going to be out of jobs and no one's going to be able to go to the hockey game. So he starts like making up all these lies that says that he's talking to the owner and he's saying that he's such a nice guy and he's just so great. And this, this is what makes the movie... And have some of the jokes not aged well? Oh, yeah. No, it hasn't because the general yeah. manager he talks about how he's caught him cross dressing and he goes, I don't care who's a f- anymore and all this stuff and it's so some of the jokes have not aged well, but it, it's very it was very progressive of them to let spoilers yeah. to let the woman to let a woman be an owner of this franchise because you just didn't see that back then. Yeah, and it 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 was it's very it was very because progressive. It came out in nineteen seventy seven. Yes, and it like you just don't ever see that. And uh, it was whenever there was that big reveal that she was like, yeah, like I'm. And the reason the way that he gets the way that Paul Newman gets more people into the stands is he starts playing like the goon style of hockey, and that's where the triplets yes. come into the thing. And he's like, they he calls the oh, he, like they're playing with trains and stuff in their hotel room and he's like they brought their fucking toys with them oh man that movie's so funny and they're like they're beating the hell out of the bus and what are you doing making it look mean and everyone goes yeah you know they're going they're going into like an away game and everyone's like standing there like they're they're around the corner and so the the fans of the opposing team are there like boo you're ruining the game of hockey and they go by and everyone's got their bare asses out of the window mooning them (laughs) one guy's got his legs out and he's just going like this oh man slap shot man you've got it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they get into a fight right before the game, and they're standing there bleeding while they're singing the national anthem. <laughs> yeah. 
and the referee skates up to him and he's like, I don't want any fucking problems out of you. And I'm listening to the fucking song. <laughs> oh, just everything about that. And then the like the climax of it during the championship game is just so great. Oh, everything about that movie is just old time hockey. Piss on old time hockey. Eddie Shore? Piss on Eddie Shore. We got scouts from the NHL in the audience, and they come to see the Chiefs. Not this group of pussies. Paul Newman stands up and looks out the thing because they've agreed to do it the old way again. He turns around. Scouts? In the next (laughs) scene, they're all out there just beating the shit out of each other. Oh. Yeah, everything uh, about Slapshot is just so great. And it's it's one of those movies that I think that everyone should see once before they die. Like I would put it in that kind of category for uh for it, like all-time great sports movies. It, it really is like The Longest Yard. The original one? The original. Yeah. Yeah, like that that and it came out around the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like that style of hockey. So if if you've ever watched The Longest Yard, the original Longest Yard, it it really is like that style of comedy, you know. Like, I think I broke his fucking neck. Oh man, this guy broke his fucking neck. See, I told you. And that's that's one of those jokes that you look back on that and you're like, Jesus Christ, man, that's like, yeah, really dark. Yeah, that's tar- bragging yeah, bragging that's about breaking the guy's now. neck. Yeah, that's but targeting. yeah, I mean, that's how. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, you I was you, I was you talking can't to play Reggie the next out game for that one. I, I was talking to Reggie out there. He says he's pissed drunk. He says he's going to piss himself if he takes a hit. <laughs> they go out and they nail him against the boards and he just falls over while he's covering his crotch. Oh, man. Oh, oh man. Slap shot. Yes. Very. Uh, and I watch it and I'll have to wait and watch it now. But I've for the past like five years now, I've watched Slap Shot every night before the Stars season opener. And so I was looking forward to watching it on the 13th. Not going to happen now. It's definitely got to go. Uh, I'm going to get pushed back until the start because I, I won't do it before the season starts, but I will do it before the SARS season starts, which unfortunately <laughs> won't be for at least one more week. And hopefully that's the longest we'll have to wait. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. Just go out and watch these hockey movies as it's really good. Really, really good stuff. Man, I know I have to start getting my baseball movie list together. Well, it's that'll be one of the and who knows whenever we're gonna get that one going just because we still haven't heard anything on baseball season starting. So Yeah. But we've got time. I say that to say we've got time to kinda come up with that one and then we'll do one for football. Yeah. Coming up whenever the football season starts again, and then I don't know what we'll do for because I don't want to go through these lists again. So what about soccer? Soccer's got some pretty good movies, I think. I haven't seen them. Oh, so. well, we'll we'll get into it. Would you call I Love You Man a soccer movie? They go to a Galaxy game. Here we go, Galaxy. Here we go. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jennifer, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, man. A lot of inside jokes in this one. All right. So move on to the Mavs. Let's, yeah, let's. Yeah. All right. Mav so on to the Mavericks. You want. Ew. <laughs> that was terrible. That was weird. That was terrible. Made me think of the Mooterist jersey. I know. That's, that's exactly, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, no one ever wants to be reminded of that one. Ugh. Well, so let's just say that this week was much, much better. Much improved. Good, good much on improved. them because they, uh, 
They beat Houston, as we mentioned during the mm-hmm. like during the recording last week. But I actually got a chance to sit down and watch that game. Uh, they beat Denver in probably the game of the week for the entire NBA because it was two MVP can- candidates. Cannabis. Ooh, Freudian slip there. Oh. Uh, there are two MVP candidates in Doncic and, and Jokic going back and forth, and they really did go back and forth in this game. We'll battle, get it. Battle and, of the itches. Dude, and it was... <laughs> yeah, and I hate that they don't do the little <laughs> accents on some of these little sports apps because I, I, like, I read that going like, how do you pronounce that? And then I see their jersey, I go, oh. You forgot yeah. some, uh, oh, some slashes there above some Cs. Yeah. So... But uh, they beat the Denver Nuggets in overtime, which was huge because both teams are kind of struggling a little bit. And Mm -hmm. then after this, there were reports of COVID player or uh, players on the Mavs that get COVID. So they have to kind of, uh, they being the Mavs, have to adjust their starting (laughs) lineup because it was big names, you know, like we've learned now that uh, Kleba has it. Uh, Hardaway Jr., Josh Richardson, those guys are having to sit out, uh, and Jalen Brunson. And I mean, so that just means that a lot of younger players, especially Josh Green, he was in the starting lineup for this game, and Luka did what Luka does best and uh, leads a very injury-riddled Mavericks team past a very good, very surprisingly good Orlando team in the East. So for the first time all season, the Mavs are now at above 500 for the first time, and uh, only looking to get better. So it, it, like it was one of those things that I looked at it and said uh, last week that they could have gone 0 and 3 and would have really been struggling, or they could go 3 and 0 and kind of make things look a little better. And that's what happened here. So really, with the uh, just uh, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the Orlando game, but I do have some notes that I do want to talk about for the. Games versus Houston, where first thing that I saw is that Kleba and Kali Stein started that game, and they also kept it going against Denver, where uh, uh, with Kleba and Kali Stein, and it really seemed to work because uh, Kali Stein played in the post, and Kleba played power forward on the outside, which I think really, really uh, kind of suits his game a little better than having to play post. Yeah, because Kleba can can shoot a three yeah he can yeah and he's actually really good at it and it's so funny because if you look at the Mavs so far like they have not shot the three-pointer well not just Luka but everyone else uh from this team because they were uh they were Porzingis hasn't made a three all year (laughs) that motherfucker I know right (laughs) speaking of Porzingis we got some good news about him as well so we'll get to that in a second but coming into the game against Houston the Mavs were last in the NBA in three-point shooting percentage and Luka was shooting 16 percent um but the good thing about this game against Houston is that Luka came out and he got going quick and he scores his first triple double of the season but it wasn't his last triple double of this week because he almost did it again against uh against Denver I he was like an assist or a rebound shy of it yeah and then against Orlando comes out and quietly puts up a, a triple double because th- it was really it was not the uh the Luka Doncic show yeah in that game against Orlando and so it, it was it was really the Tim Hardaway Jr. kind of game against Orlando which we'll get to, once again we'll get to that in a second but <laughs> it was nice to see Luka kind of come out and kind of rediscover himself this week because I sent you a screenshot of it and I was like here he comes like yep. he's finally starting to kind of get it, and this was before the game against Orlando too, 
And uh, so here's uh, Luca was named the West Player of the Week yep. for the NBA. Yeah, I was about to say uh, he averaged thirty point three points and twelve rebounds in three over three games. Yeah, and and <clears throat> if uh, he also averaged uh, doubles and assists too, like he yeah, averaged, so he, he a, averaged triple a triple double, double this week. Yeah, yeah so. Here's hoping because I got to tell you this Houston game he started off great against Denver he the whole team really started off poorly like it was one of those things where poorly. you're watching it going because <clears throat> I knew what was going to happen because I had already known how the I already knew how the game was going to end going into uh, the watching of it and so I'm sitting here going when does it turn around. Because both teams started off really slowly. It just set up for a really high, fast-paced finish. And um, then, of course, the Mavs do what they need to do against Orlando. I, was, I don't have a whole lot of notes on that one. It's just one of those things where it was it was good to see the team kind of rally together after all of these little COVID problems had because three of the players stayed behind. Uh, three of the players stayed behind in Denver in order to... Uh, and I said Tim Hardaway Jr., yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I said it was the Tim Hardaway Jr. show, and uh, he scored 36 points against Orlando. So it was really kind of like him and uh, and Trey Burke. Like, Trey Burke. He, uh, uh, those two guys really had their kind of coming out party this this week because, I mean, Jalen Brunson is, he's, he's kind of like that second point guard for the Mavs right now, but it's nice to see that Trey Burke can kind of come in and, really fill that role at least against Orlando so it's going to depend on how the rest of this week goes but uh uh Porzingis was scheduled to make his season debut tonight against New Orleans but that game is now postponed so it's looking like that that game against Charlotte on the 13th is going to be his first game and then it's going to be at Milwaukee for uh uh two days later and then against Chicago again so it's going to be like that really poor start that they had last week. It's going to be against those two teams. Now they're going to have Porzingis back, and hopefully Doncic will be healthy and playing against Chicago. So this could be one of another one of those weeks where you've got sandwiched in between two games that they should win, and then also you've got uh, you've got Milwaukee there in the middle where the Mavs really did a good job of handling them in the preseason. So let's see if. They can kind of keep that going, and I could see them easily gaining a lot of ground here, uh, really benefiting from a slow start. But it wasn't so slow that it kind of kept them out of it. Like they they were they were always kind of hovering around, and so I'm hoping that this week we'll have a. I'm not trying to be too optimistic, but I think that this is one of those weeks where we can kind of put the Mavs can kind of put two really bad losses to bed, yeah, and show that hey, whenever we're a full team, we can we can beat these guys, yeah. And then it's really going to see that now that they're going to be a true full team with Porzingis, obviously they're going to be missing some key players. No Kleba uh, as far as, for sure no Kleba for the next 10 to 14 days, but I don't know how long, um, I don't know how long Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to be out. I don't know how long Jalen Brunson's going to be out. Like it's just, it's all, the only thing it says is that they're out for COVID reasons. It doesn't say that they tested positive for COVID, but they might've had like direct contact with Kleba. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> one thing that I really did want to highlight here is how, because I remember talking about how the Clippers announcers were so great because on NBA TV, whoever's the home team, they're going to have to, uh, 
they they used the home team's broadcast and the clippers did a great job especially the hand that they were dealt against the mavs but the houston guys my goodness like these two guys probably said the most dad things that i have ever heard in my life and here's just a few clips that i have here that uh I really did want to kind of point out, but one of them was saying that because uh, Trey Burke comes out and makes a three-pointer, and one of the guys goes, Trey is a good name for Trey Burke because of how he shoots the three. That guy's so dad, he probably has a nickname for his lawnmower. <laughs> that is very dad. Here's another one. Uh so, so Boogie Cousins gets ejected. Which, by the way, that this this Houston Rockets game is that, that was awful officiating. There were seven technicals, seven technicals given out, and they were just giving yeah, them out for a like. Technical foul. I love that movie. Love that movie. Eight Crazy Nights. Um, but uh, they gave Boogie they gave Boogie Cousins uh, two technicals in the second quarter, and he got ejected, and. James Johnson was kind of flirting with getting his second technical of the night, and one of the announcers goes, Johnson will be joining Cousins in the back, and they ain't even Cousins. That's so dad. He's got two pairs of white New Balance, one for work and one for play. That's so dad that he enjoys the uh, he enjoys the complimentary mint bowl at restaurants, you know? Like, it's one of the, like, super dad of them. And here's... Don't mind if I do. Yes. Here's the worst of the worst here. Dwight Powell goes up to block a shot, and the guy pump fakes for Houston. Dwight Powell goes up and comes right down on top of him. And one of the guys goes, there's nothing foul about the foul from Powell. That's so dad... He's got a uh, he's got a an apron that says Pitmaster with the uh, stains that he put on there himself. <laughs> he's so dad he shakes trail mix before he pops it into his mouth. You know. So oh yeah, that, that's yeah, a good nice. one. That's a good one. He's so dad he threatens to pull over and beat the <laughs> shit out of you on the side of the road. <laughs> That's 90s dad. That's, that is 90s you dad. You wouldn't not, you wouldn't hear that anymore. It's not 2020 dad. So these guys, man. So if you're from Houston and those are your announcers, I feel very sorry for you because you have to deal with that shit every night. Not good. Not good at all. And you got to be from Houston. Which yeah, Dallas, which, right there. Which, <laughs> every time i talk to someone about going to houston they're always like yeah i can't wait it's gonna be great and then they go and then they come back and i was like how was your trip that was not good that was not good like you guys are proud of that place no no we're not uh, no 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 we're, we're not. not it's no nope we enjoy chopped and screwed i guess that i i, I or at least i enjoy chopped and screwed like that was that was a good little that was a good thing that came out of houston yeah that was a fun Three months in 2005. I love, I you know, I love the Chopped and Screwed. I'll still <laughs> listen to that shit. Paul Wall is still really good, I think. I really like Paul. What it do, baby? Oh, girl, I'd be in trouble if you left me now. I love it. Anyway, so that's it for the Mavs. Just uh, another another big week, obviously, but it's going to be, it's going to be, Two games that uh, you know that they're going to really want to avenge, and then obviously that Milwaukee game that I, uh, that Milwaukee game that I mentioned is one of those games that I said at the beginning of the year to kind of highlight and not miss. 
So if if anything if anything like that Sunday night game again or Sunday night game that uh, that overtime game against the Denver Nuggets is any kind of indication of what happens whenever Doncic and a big star get together, then this game against which by the way was a nationally televised game, Mavs get more respect than the Stars do, but uh, but this this game against Giannis and the Bucks should be. And could be another potential game of the week, especially if Luka Doncic is starting to kind of find his game now. Uh, it's it's uh, it it could be really exciting, and uh, I'd say don't miss it. At least that game against at least that game against Milwaukee. That's going to be one that you're going to want to see. So, cool. You never asked the uh, trivia question. Oh right. So you want to do that now, or do you want to wait until? Uh, Okay. Here it is, sports fans. <clears throat> the national championship game is on tonight. Uh, by the time you're listening to it, you will already know who won. Or but by the time you're listening to this, you will already know who won. But, excuse me, but the trivia question is, between the two rosters, how many players are from Texas? So the players from Texas on Alabama, the players from Texas on uh, Ohio State, add them together, how many are there? Okay. And then bonus points if you can tell me who has more. Okay. Ready? Go. Do you want me to take a guess? Well, or do you want me to? Whatever. Do you want to wait? Let's let's wait. Let's. Wait. We always we can never figure this out how we want to do this. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get one. I'm all for waiting. All right. So NCAA basketball here for the Big Twelve. Uh, once again, my game of the week and the actual game of the week are two different things. But uh, let's just say that the Oklahoma Baylor game was everything that I really thought it would be. It's Baylor coming out and. Everyone looking great. Uh, Brady Manick, once again for Oklahoma, didn't show up. Uh, and then uh, Gibson really didn't show up. Like, the two guys that I was kind of saying, like, who Oklahoma really needed to play well. And in their defense, nobody really played well, except for uh, Austin Reeves, who had 19 points and seven rebounds and five assists and two blocks. So you can't really ask, like, more than that but in Oklahoma's defense like no one is going to be stopping no one's going to ever be stopping Baylor right now uh even whenever Jared Butler had a very quiet eight points um it it was just still it was just still one of those dominant performance by everyone on Baylor that's just what I thought would happen I was just kind of being hopeful that Oklahoma would be able to put up a fight the actual game of the week, and the only reason why I didn't pick this one, and I should have said this last week, is I thought that West Virginia was going to be falling off at that point. I, and they almost did because they they had to come back down 19 to Oklahoma State about four nights earlier. And so I, I remember watching that going, yeah, there's no way that they're going to be able to hang with Texas. But, I mean, I don't know if this is one of those things where Texas really did if West Virginia did a better job than I thought, or if Texas was just still kind of recovering and going through the motions after getting this high spot, because on uh, January 5th, they just barely beat a really bad Iowa State team. 
So I like regardless whatever the reason was, it's still this game against Texas came down to the wire. You you can't really call it a buzzer beater because it didn't actually go in from the buzzer, but it might as well have because it was there was like one point there was like one point eight seconds left on the clock whenever Austin Jones hits that three pointer, and I remember I was watching that live, and as soon as he lets Andrew it, Jones, by the way. Andrew Jones. What did I say? Austin. I'm sorry. Freudian slip again, I guess, because Andrew Jones. I apologize. But I just remember sitting there watching it and just as soon as he let it go, I knew it was going in just because it just it was it was just a beautiful shot along the baseline. Hardly anyone in his face and just nice and smooth. And I didn't even know this, but you told me before we started recording that he was coming back from leukemia. You said, yeah, yeah. He, it was, uh, I think it was two years ago. He was diagnosed with leukemia. So this is, uh, I, um, if I'm remembering correctly, he got a little bit of playtime at the end of the season last year, but this is really his first full season, uh, since being diagnosed with leukemia. So to come out and be hitting game winning shots, it's, 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 uh, that's crazy. Well, and I mean, it's it's not even just that, but Texas had just a complete team win here, you know, because uh, Andrew Jones had 16 points, Matt Coleman had 13 points, and Greg Brown is still doing Greg Brown things right now because he had 12 points and 14 rebounds, so... It's like you look at this Texas team and it's you can't really put your finger on one guy. I know that I was saying whenever this whole thing first got started that uh, Texas kind of comes and goes with Matt Coleman. But in reality, this whole team is starting to kind of come together and play well uh, because I like you can't really find a bad piece on here because everyone that played in this game. Everyone that started except for uh, Jericho Sims all scored in double figures, and that's what you need from uh, that's what you need from your starting lineups. So going into this next week, like it was that Iowa State game could have really hindered them, but they kind of came back and really showed that they were able to take it to a team in West Virginia that is not going down without a fight. Like yes, yeah. they've lost Shebway, but. It, it's looking like that they're still going to be hanging around, uh, and so now it's uh, it, it, like it's Iowa or Iowa State. Sorry, the uh, West Virginia is really going to be tested this next week because there's a lot of really good teams that they're going to be playing. They did dodge a bullet by they don't have to worry about playing Baylor, but uh, Iowa State's really I I don't know why I keep saying that, but West Virginia is really going to have to kind of show us what they're made of this week. Uh, just to kind of see if this win for Texas is really going to be worth bragging about later on. Show me what you got. Little Rick and Morty reference. I like there. Rick and Morty. That's good. Yes. Um. So we're coming up here soon where Baylor and uh, Baylor and Kansas are going to be playing each other shortly, but that's not going to be for next week because that's, that's one week from today. So no, that, not here. Kansas. I never get tired of it. So it was kind of, but see, but this this one's really going to have to be a little bit, like this week, I have a lot more games from which to choose whenever it comes to like the top teams of the Big 12 kind of meshing up well together. Yeah. You could look at Baylor and Texas Tech in, in Lubbock on the 16th, but I just still think that it, that could has the potential, I think, of being the game of the week, but I'm not going to be choosing it. So I think that we could kind of look back on this 
depending on how that game goes. And I think I could sit there and be like, well, my game of the week and the game, actual game of the week were two different things. But I still think it's going to, as long as Texas is still playing as dumb, because you know what you're going to get with Baylor. You're mm-hmm. always going to get dominance. But now Texas is really going to start to be tested going into their heavy, heavy Big 12 matchups. And I think that the game to watch is on January 13th at 9 p.m. on ESPN2 between Texas Tech and Texas. It's it's in Austin. And, and uh, Texas Tech is a good team. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's why I'm saying, like, it's can Texas continue their, their dominance? And if they can, because Texas Tech is one of those teams, like, they're good. Are they going to show up? Right. That's that's going to be one of those things. And that's why I think that that game, Texas Tech and Baylor, I think is not going to be able to live up to this hype that it potentially could have because Texas, their very next game after this one against Texas is against Baylor. Yeah. And I think that this is going to be a hard-fought battle for them, and it's going to be hard for them to go from Texas to Baylor. And uh, and so that's why I think that Texas, is gonna, or Texas Tech is really going to get like their one big shot at upsetting a very legit national championship caliber team against Texas right now that still has only lost to Villanova, and that's it. No one else has been able to kind of crack their code. And and that was a pretty close game for most of it. Yeah, yeah, it was. Like it, that, yeah, 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 because that was that game that uh, – yeah, that that you text me about saying, "Hey, are you watching this?" And I, yeah. that's that's, but yeah, that was really close. And so it's just, it, it, can Texas Tech really kind of overcome their shortcomings? You know, uh, with three point shooting and rebounding against this very very good Texas team that rebounds extremely well, and uh, it's it's just you need to keep an eye out on some key players here uh, because like Mac, Mac McClung for Texas tech, is he going to be able to, is he going to be able to kind of really show up like he did uh, against Kansas or is he going to kind of falter like he did against Oklahoma state? Cause Matt McClung's going to be one of those guys that's he's, he's a big hit or miss here. And then uh, with Texas, I just keep, sorry. I I'd, I'd, I'd keep your eye out on Greg Brown just because Greg Brown this oh, true this true freshman dude. that's really kind of showing that he can play not just under recruited too very under recruited and this is one of those things that good on Shaka Smart for getting someone like this and I don't get the vibe from Greg Brown that he's going to be a one and done because I think that since he was so under recruited it's going to depend on how the rest of the season goes yeah. obviously yeah but I still don't think I don't expect. Greg Brown to be putting up the numbers like he is right now all season long, but even still, it's going to depend on what he's going to look like in the tournament too. Yeah, because I like I don't see why Texas is going to miss out unless they have this huge fall from grace and this talent that they have around them right now. I don't see it happening. So, those are my two players to watch: Matt McClung, Greg Brown, and uh, I think that it depends on how well these guys play is going to depend on how tight this game is going to be or if it's just going to be a big blowout. Yeah, so. unless Shaka Smart cuts his hair and then, yeah, just blow it all up. I'm still mad at Shaka Smart for actually having hair and choosing <laughs> to go bald. <laughs> Fuck that guy. No, I mean, seriously, like, I think that this is this is easily the best that Texas has ever looked under Shaka Smart. Yeah. And this is re- this, these are reasons why you've got to be patient and you've got to let them, you've got to let the process kind of work for itself. And uh, I don't know if this was... 
not to go back on a whole Tom Herman thing, but I just don't know what kind of politics that Shaka Smart can play, or maybe he doesn't have to play as much because it's basketball. Who really cares? If you fail at Texas basketball, at least we'll have Kevin Durant. You know, it's just one uh, of the... Well, yeah, I mean, you say that, but then uh, Rick Barnes, you know, he, he left Texas, went to Tennessee, and then Tennessee's been a top 10 program for yeah. like basically the whole time. So ever since so, uh, uh, yeah i know i mean and tennessee looks really good right now too like tennessee is one of those tennessee rutgers i think and um uh houston those those are like really big sleeper teams that i think that a lot of people are overlooking but but in the big 12 right now like i know i say this every week but no one is overlooking the big 12 as a conference like you watch these games on tv these two powerhouse teams in the big 12 whomever it might be and all anyone ever has to say about anything is just how dominant the Big 12 looks and how it's the Big 12 just, is the second best conference in America right now. And I like there's no I don't think that they're wrong. Behind who? Big the Big 10. Oh, uh, the Big 10 like you can't overlook you can't overlook Iowa right now with Luka Garza and Rutgers like I said is looking really good. Ohio State is starting to put together some impressive wins in the on the basketball court. So I I the Big 10 I think is the best but then, like, you've got the Big 12, and I, I don't know anyone else behind them. Because, I mean, yeah, the ACC is not looking as dominant as they usually do. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, definitely not. Um, and then the the typical SEC teams that are pretty good are not, like, Kentucky's not even ranked right now. No, because Kentucky's coming off of, like, an abysmal start. So, yeah, yeah. so the SEC, so, so yeah, just look, look at the Big 12 and everything that's going on right now. Because anytime you ever get these top with the exception of Texas and Kansas, which Texas just fucking ran away with that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But anytime you ever get any of these top tier teams, you get Baylor, you get uh, Kansas, you get Texas, you get Texas Tech, you get West Virginia, you get if you if they're involved in a game together, it is it is not something that you want to miss because every game so far has been really great. And you could argue that the Texas and Kansas game a couple of weeks ago was really great because I didn't see that coming. Right. I thought that it was going to be a blowout the other way. And so you just never know. But, but as of right now with the sample size that we have, you don't want to miss any of these big 12 basketball games. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, like I said, January 13th at 9 PM on ESPN two, uh, Texas tech against Texas in Austin. Be there. And then three nights later, you've got Texas Tech at Baylor. I'd say watch that one too, because that's that's getting every that's 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 enough to kind of get us ready for that first game next week on Monday night, January eighteenth, where you got Kansas at Baylor. Yeah. And that's gonna be that's that's definitely must miss, but or that's definitely can't must miss. can't miss, must see. But we'll we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, to, to give you some perspective as far as the Big 12 being one of the best conferences in NCAA basketball right now, there's 10 teams in the Big 12. Five of them are ranked in the top 18. I mean, still, yeah. it's it's, And even, even the teams that are at the bottom end of the Big 12 are still put up good fights against, for the most part, for the most part. Like I yeah. said, like that game, like Iowa State really gave Texas a, a lot more than they could handle, but then two nights later they go out against Texas Tech, and Texas Tech almost drops 100 on them. Yeah. Which that just does not happen in college basketball. So we'll – it just – with Texas Tech, it's just you just never know who's going to show up, and here's hoping that that game against Texas – they all show up yeah. and they're they're all they're all ready to go. You know, Santos Silva or uh 
uh, Matt McClung, like I said, like those guys, like like you really need big games from them, and I think that the they can step up and rise to that occasion. And uh, it, it's, it's, it'd be, I think it's going to be too tight to, too, too tight to pick a winner, but I still think that Texas in Austin kind of pulls it away, but I, I, I don't see it being a blowout. So it'd be fun. Yes, sir. That's all I've got. That's all I've got too. By the way, I ordered you a Reuben. Hooray! Yeah, food. Because we're gonna watch the national title game after this. Yeah, this was this is one of our shorter podcasts this week. I mean, we but, didn't really have a whole no, lot to talk about. Yeah, I really wish we would have. I really wish we would have remembered to talk about Dallas firing Mike Nolan. I really wish we would have remembered that. But I didn't even prepare anything for it either. It just yeah, it, it, it just kind of came and went. And I just but I, but still, that's one of that's 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 big news. Anytime that there's coaching changes and stuff like that, that's even true. even that's defensive true. coordinators yeah. under their first week. So apologize for that one, guys. We'll we will definitely dive into the uh, the 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 firing and the hiring next week for yeah. sure. Yeah. Have have do a little bit of research for that and. Uh, Here's hoping that we'll also be able to talk about like what is really about to happen for the Dallas Stars. We'll have like a better grasp on it. We'll we'll know what the Mavericks COVID situation will look like. So it's we'll have a lot more to talk about next week. Oh yeah. But but this week still like it was Oh yeah, especially because uh even if you want to go into like Big 12 football, uh after tonight's game, Steve Sarkeesian can officially start putting together his uh his uh staff at texas and i've seen that there's like a lot of rumors going around they've made some hires already Mm -hmm. but the speculation is that there are uh coaches that he can't hire yet or haven't made an announcement yet because they are currently coaching with him so right who knows i don't know but he will be on the sidelines he will be on the sidelines tonight so uh if you're if you're a big 12 fan texas fan whatever i mean you're going to be hearing this afterwards, but if you didn't watch the game, but you recorded it, go back and watch. <laughs> go back and it, watch. It'll be interesting to it, see. It, he's probably going to be want to want to bring some of the same ideas and and schemes and stuff to Texas. So, uh, but we're not going to do a deep dive on that because yeah, 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 we've, yeah. we've beat that horse to death. No, so, that's fine. Uh, so trivia. Okay. To reiterate this question that was one segment ago. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just so funny because we usually had like a middle point yeah, a middle where point. And there, there kind of wasn't. Like we went straight from the Cowboys seamlessly into uh, the Rangers and that was just kind of bulked together. And it's like, okay, well, now we got to go on to the third segment, which kind of feels like the second. Yeah. So, so whatever. This, this has been a weird week. Anyway, how many players are. Okay, between the two rosters of the teams playing for the national championship tonight, Ohio State and Alabama, how many players are from Texas? Are, am I just including, like, starters or, like, whole all roster? Over? And see, I don't know why that makes a difference to me, but I was sitting here thinking, like, I don't – like, this question – if I were to ask this question, it doesn't, like – it's doesn't change the way that I'm really going to think about it. It's just going to make the number bigger or smaller for what I guess. It's kind of like whenever at spelling bees where people are going. Yeah. Country I, of origin. Like what? Like, I, like I get why, but at this, or I get that I'm not smart enough to understand why, but to me, I go, why does that even fucking matter? Yeah. Like it, and it was kind of like that question. So, but I'm including, the, I'm talking about the whole team. Yeah. But if, if, 
I mean, it matters because if they're like go and they're like country of origin, they're like France. Like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. It went from two letters to seven. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I get that. I get that. <laughs> no, once again, I get that. I was just trying to find an analogy there. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to say. Is, do you have a guess for that? Yeah, for the, the total number of players. I'm going to say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot kind of low here. Okay. I'm going to say 17. Holy shit. You got it right. Yeah. <laughs> Hooray. That's crazy. You had 17. Pew, 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 pew. That's so funny Holy because I was shit. saying it's like it doesn't matter. We don't have to like we don't have to get them right every week. I am I am the smartest man alive. You were the first one to get it right. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Completely a guess. Okay. Completely a guess. And now bonus points. 50-50 shot. Who has more? I think Alabama has more. God damn it. Yes, yes they do. The yes, only do. reason why is because of geographical location and because of Nick yeah. Saban. So there you go. Hooray. Cameron is the trivia master. Is it? Uh, do you know how many on each? Or yeah. do you just know? Yeah. Uh, how- ten, 10 on Alabama, 7 on okay. Ohio State. Dude, and that's so funny. Like if, if, you were to, if you were to go guess how many, that's exactly what I would have guessed. Really? I would have guessed ten on Alabama and seven on Ohio State. Like wow. I do, like I don't know what's in me right now, but man. Predi- but, uh, real quick, predict the score. Ooh, okay. Scotty's on fire. Ooh, let's, yeah. Let's we'll really it. see. Yeah, let's just roll keep it. it going here. Roll with it. I'll predict one too. I think Alabama wins. Okay. I think Alabama wins thirty-four to twenty-six. Thirty-four to twenty-six. 26. Yep. Because, I mean, it's just super weird right now. So. Two touchdowns, or three touchdowns, a field goal, and a safety. Or two touchdowns. Or they go for two, I think. Four field goals. (laughs) I think that, I think Ohio State gets down a little bit, and they got to go for two at one point. Okay. And and they'll, and they'll get it. Okay. Whatever. (laughs) I don't know. 26, yes. 34-26. I, I think Alabama wins. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit more high scoring. I think it's going to be 48 to 42. I really hope that that's what – because, I mean, it's – like, Ohio State really looked good against Clemson. It wasn't one of those things where Clemson just had a bad game. I think that they did, but I think that that was just because of the product on the other side of the field. Yeah. Is why they didn't play so well. And – uh I, I think that I think that there's a lot of pressure on Ohio State going into this more so I think than Alabama because Ohio State is trying to you know that they're all talking about like oh well the last time y'all two met and Ohio State ended up winning and it was the first ever national uh, playoff championship yeah. Yeah. and all that stuff and so you, I, I in Alabama it's like if they lose and it gives was, a shit and it was another situation where people were saying Ohio State didn't deserve to be there mm-hmm mm-hmm so. yep and this is one of those they didn't but they oh, no, put, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying they did Baylor or TCU should have been but this is what but this is one of those things where I just think Ohio Mike. State thank you has uh, Ohio State has all the pressure and Alabama has none and if Alabama doesn't have I wouldn't say none obviously but I think that right. they have far they less have, they don't have the same amount of pressure because if they lose who gives a shit like they've already got a Heisman trophy winner on their team mm-hmm. uh they like they've got national championships in the bag none of these players NFL careers are kind of riding on this they're looking at it saying that well you get into the championship game that many times you're bound to lose one or two mm-hmm. here's a oh 
you know what? The seniors, though, on, the, on this Alabama team are the only ones who have a national championship, which is crazy. Yeah, it's For weird. For the past decade, I yeah. don't know if there's been. Well, but see, but that just that just that long of a drought. Well, and see, that just goes Alabama. that just goes to show you how, like how like, dominant they've been. Yeah, and like how little pressure is on this yeah. because. Yeah, like you, you don't even think that Alabama has gone this long without a national title, and uh, even like, and then whenever you do hear it, you go, "Huh, that's interesting." So yeah, that's I, so. I just think all the pressure's on Ohio State, and I think if Alabama has no pressure on them, then they're dangerous, super dangerous. So there yeah, we go. Twenty seventeen was their last national. Title. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Well, all right. Peace back. Yeah. All right. Like the million dollar man. I don't know. What did he do? He, I don't, he, Ted DiBiase. Yeah. I know, I know that. He I'm just, saying. he just laughed. I don't know. I can't think of what Ted DiBiase's thing was. The DiBiase. <laughs> Diamond suited up. <laughs> oh. You never caught that? No, I did not. Look at that one go. I was going to watch it. Thank <laughs> you.